0: Look who's with me today. You have to make sure you're in both. Um, We have set up here Facebook in front, YouTube in back. Mr. Scrambled Eggs is with us tonight.
1: Can you turn the phone this way a wee bit?
0: Yeah, but then there.
1: Now, can you see
0: yourself? Hello, everyone. How are you guys? Mr. Scrambled Eggs is here tonight, which always makes me very happy um tell us about your drone flying today
1: so the drone um is it's coming along it's a it's it's process, not event we're learning how but we got some great footage um it's such a nice view that perspective and uh it's been really fun and i haven't crashed into anything yet (laughs) so there's a couple of things on the drone that are automatic and I can just press the button and it'll do it by itself. So that makes me look really good. And uh, and the rest is all on YouTube and I have to keep taking some lessons. And today when I took it out of the box, I kind of forgotten the things I'd already known. So that took a minute to start it back up again, but <clears throat> the videos are on the- On YouTube. Yeah, we've got yeah. some drone footage on YouTube and do we have any comments on about that yet?
0: Yeah. We had a ton of people. So we posted on YouTube this week. We did the three loop serpentine and my client, Sylvia, if you're watching, thank you. She did an amazing job of like superimposing the horse. So yeah, like a little tail so that you could really see the shapes and it was it's so cool to see so i had someone request that we need to have like an amateur rider do the circles and film with the drone so let me know if anyone wants to volunteer um
1: come out to the barn and (laughs) come out to the barn and we'll film you finding letters on on your own
0: yes yeah so but it's really it's interesting i think it's cool because like, I don't know. When I was first learning to do dressage, I thought, like, can a horse really bend in their body? Like, is that possible? And you can see from the drone footage that yes, like indeed they can bend in the body. And so that's a very cool perspective. So yeah, today we filmed some half passes. We filmed um the leg yield staircase. We filmed uh and the walkthrough what? Yeah. How did that look?
1: That looked good.
0: Yeah, walk pirouettes and I the brought the Scotland. drone down lower,
1: so I didn't have the whole arena. I brought the drone down lower, so you'll be bigger in the in the picture. Yeah, so
0: awesome. Um, what else? Oh, I'm going to Texas for a clinic this weekend, so I have to pack. I'm going to Dallas, so that will be exciting. I think I'm going to die. I have like 10 hours of teaching tomorrow, so yeah. But on
1: Saturday and Sunday, yeah. You get home at midnight on Sunday. Sunday. Night.
0: So it will be really fun to see everyone though. It's always, I think it's always really hard doing clinics because you don't know any of the riders and any of the horses. So it's really fun, but it's also hard to like, kind of, it takes a while to like feel out the horse and feel out the student and every horse and every student have like a different chemistry, what works for them. So, um, do you have any tips for me?
1: I have tips for the people. It's always better to do two days because the first day is that feeling out process. And then the second day, I do anyway, when I do it, I do two days because I get so much more out of the second day because of that first day feeling out process when you work with somebody new.
0: Oh, look, we have hate on YouTube. Someone on YouTube is telling us to um, burn in hell. So (laughs) that's exciting. Um, Okay, let's get started with the questions. Uh, Let's see. Dawn says, I have an off-the-track thoroughbred that I event and do straight massage with. She just made her first level debut. I struggle with the contact and with her truly getting her forward from behind. When she gets it, she feels amazing, but it is very inconsistent. Any tips?
1: Sounds like she needs to get a lot more supple.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's a good point.
1: Um when they're looser and more elastic, supple, then the energy comes more through, and you get more throughness out of that, and they come better over the top line. So um in the most general way, when my horses can't go forward to the contact, I always think there's a blockage somewhere. Yeah. So either access into the rib cage. So you can take them long and low, you could do leg yields, um, circles, spiral in and out and make her more supple
0: yeah yeah so like if you think about the training scale too we have rhythm suppleness and then connection so you have to get your horse supple in order to get the correct contact and then you have to have the contact and the connection in order to get impulsion so for sure um going back and working on suppleness is a good thing i also filmed some video on an off the track thoroughbred this week. So that will be fun. My assistant Kane was riding and we worked on leg yields, which are really good exercise for suppleness and the canter transition. So that will be coming out soon. Um, Okay, Heidi, what bits do you prefer? Single joint, French link, loose ring, egg butt. Is there a certain brand you recommend? I
1: realize it. Recommend anything?
0: Yeah, I mean bits are always a a touchy subject, but I think that it really depends on the horse because every horse, like, his mouth is a little different. Some horses have like a lot of flesh, like fat tongue, fat lips, not a lot of room in their mouth. Um, So those horses need maybe a little bit of a thinner bit. Other horses have more space and can have a fatter bit. Some horses like the single joint, some horses don't. So you just have to see what works best for your horse. Um, But don't think that changing the bit is going to solve your contact issue because you, you just have to teach your horse to accept the bit correctly.
1: And so, but as to my go-to, like when I start horses, I like the mullet mouth straight, just the straight plastic ones, Uh, the happy mouth bits. I start them in that. Um, And I took my horse up through my venting horse up training level in a plastic, cross country in a plastic bit. So, yeah. um, and then when I'm riding, you know, my dressage horses, I like the one with the jelly bean in the middle and the two breaks. That would be my go-to. Um, And then depending on, you know, how much room is in the horse's mouth, I'd go with, you know, the the biggest one I can. Um, But that's basically my go-to is the single jelly bean with the two brakes.
0: Yeah, yes, I agree. Okay, Um, Tiffany, what should I look for in fit of a dressage saddle for me, not the horse? What is most important? How do you know if it's a good fit? Okay, this is a good question. And actually someone on the club I was reading earlier just posted that they got a new saddle and it made such a difference. So definitely you need to invest in a good saddle. I think that's so important. Like I am a cheap person, but it's always really important to have a saddle that puts you in the correct position. Because if you have a bad saddle, then it's always like just you're working against it you can never get anywhere so get a good saddle the as far as fit i think the most important thing is that it puts your legs in the correct position so that you have ear shoulder hip heel alignment i also think it's really important that the saddle doesn't tip you too far forward or put you too far back so that's looking at like the balance of the saddle And then the saddle sits straight on the horse.
1: And then everything she just said, and you can't, that for me anyway, I don't want to be wedged into my saddle. I'm not going jousting. This isn't medieval times. Um, I need some room in that saddle. I don't want my legs just stuck up against the knee block. I need to be able to move from one side of the saddle to the other and back and forth. And so I want it to be able to keep my posture, but not, force me into that position.
0: I'm trying to take away all of our hate mail on on YouTube. What... <laughs> Someone wrote that um yeah just oh, horrible wow. stuff. Yeah, just horrible stuff. So we're trying to take that. Sometimes, you know, we just it's like YouTube and the stuff on the internet is just not nice. So anyways, I appreciate everyone in the club for keeping it positive and not allowing any hate on Amelia's dressage club. Okay, let's see. Uh, Okay, Donna, I'm at a point to move my horse back home from the training barn. I've always had my horses home. The training barn is great. I need encouragement to move home. I do have a trainer that will help me at home now. Your program will be a big part in helping me. Just need to put on my big girl pants now. Uh yeah, so I think that there's definitely a balance when you're riding that it's really good to have a trainer and have lessons, but a big part of riding is figuring out to be able to do it on your own because when you go down the center line, you don't have anyone telling you. And so you have to learn to feel these things and you have to learn to um put on your big girl pants and not rely on someone else. To help you and I think that a lot of the resources that I provide like the videos and the academy and the courses are a good complement to that um but definitely you have to you know put on your big girl pants and and do it on your own at some point
1: yeah the big thing there is go slow right when you ride your horse because we all do you're riding your horse and you go wow why is it doing this I don't want it to do this it's doing this thing and that's where you have to analyze, okay, if the horse is doing X, what could I possibly be doing to contribute to that? If it's falling to the right, what, what could be one of the reasons for that? Uh, no right leg, too much left leg, too much left rein. So it's important to say, because they don't speak English, they speak body. What they're doing with their body is information. And to remember that when they're doing something, we told them to. Um and that's been true in every case. But I, that's how I think about it, because it's better for me. It's better for me to think about what did I do to create this? And then I can make adjustments to that.
0: Yeah. So I think that's good advice is listen to your horse, because your horse really is your best teacher and try to figure out why they're doing what they're doing and then what you can do. And that's really the sign of like, When you get something to happen in a lesson, that's great. But when you've really learned it and understood it is when you can do it on your own, I think. Okay. Um, Don is also asking, what's the best way to start the flying change? He already does the change, but sometimes late, just not super smooth. So at this point, is there a better way to work on changes?
1: Well, I don't know what, uh, pattern you're working to get to it, but, um, 10 meter, half like from the short wall, 10 meter half circle back towards C, uh, you do a walk transition there a couple of times, and then you go 10 meter half circle back, 10 meter half circle back towards the C, do a walk, and then you can do the canter there, uh, from the center line to the rail half pass with a change is good, um, Cavaletti's so that you ask for the change when the horse is jumping over the Cavaletti, Um, you play with different ones and one of those things will make sense to your horse.
0: Yeah, and I always think going back to the canter walk canter, like, and really focusing when you're doing the walk to canter, that, that first stride is so important and you need to feel like when you go walk to canter, you need to really feel the hind leg come quick. So if you have a horse that does, a late change behind like where they change the hind legs one stride after you need to really go back to your walk canter where you can go like walk and canter walk and canter walk and canter and really feel that hind leg coming through the first stride and then that's going to fix your flying changes so like always going back to the basics and those walk canter transitions are the foundation to your flying change so if you have those solid then it's going to help your flying change.
1: You know, the snowman's also good for that because you do the canter to walk. The 10-meter circle would be the true lead. Then when you come back to the 20, you'd ask for the flying change. So that's another pattern. We
0: should do a video. A flying change snowman. We should do that. All right. Okay. This is a good one from Sharon. So um, Sharon says, I've just signed up for the half halt webinar. My horse is full-on, super athletic. I've changed her bit. She races and doesn't show me she listens. I go from super friendly to stress and get cross. I brought her back into work slowly. I can't get her to slow down. So yeah, we had a ton of people sign up. I'm doing a workshop on half halt. So that's going to be next Wednesday night and next Sunday. Um, and half halts are really hard. They're hard to explain. They're different on every horse. But I have some great exercises on Teachable for like hot horses and lazy horses, how those half-halts are different. And then I'm going to attempt to explain it in a lecture. So I've been working on that all week and asking him lots of questions. But I like this question because Herman was having trouble getting his horse to slow down today. So maybe...
1: (laughs) <laughs> Two days ago, I ju- well, she didn't run off in the canner, but I couldn't get out of the canner. We went around and around and around, because every time I went for the half halt, she grabbed down the bit and take off. And so I was like, okay, I can't get to the trot. And so I just kept repeating it. And uh, you know, I do Mark Twain. If they're running you out of town, get out in front and make it look like a parade. Um, So I'm going around in the canner. I asked for the half halt. I couldn't. I asked for the And I just don't get excited. And I just keep repeating. I keep repeating. I keep repeating. And then she trotted. And I told her she was good. And then the next day was better. But she's still not good.
0: Yeah. Today
1: was exciting.
0: But today, when I was working with you... I was that was one thing that I find really helpful when you have a horse that like just wants to run off is like yielding their hindquarters to the side and pushing them a little over so that you can it's kind of like disengaging the hindquarters it allows you to put your leg on and then it's like it's like a sideways half halt, so that you're um just diffusing the energy a little bit did you feel like that helped
1: Right. Cause she would go into the outside rain and then stretch and she wouldn't flip yeah. up her head and grab the bit and haul ass. She'd you'd allow that containment and make the transition.
0: Yeah. So like whenever you have a horse that you just can't help
1: the relaxation.
0: Yeah. that won't slow down is like bending them and yielding them to the side and um, I learned that from when I used to ride western, and we would go out in the field and have to move cattle from like one pasture to the next. And I was always on like a young horse that had never been there. And so there were sagebrush, and we just trot circles around the sagebrush. And anytime the horse would go too fast, you'd just turn a small circle. And then when they'd rate with you, you'd let them go straight. And then when they'd go too fast, you'd just turn a circle. So the circle is like your half-all. Because pulling back on two reins, hmm. it's not gonna work.
1: Not especially on a racehorse, because that's how they go faster. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, race horses go mm. faster the more you pull. So, yeah, pulling pulling's always bad. <laughs> pulling is always yeah. bad because then you teach the horse how strong you're not.
0: Yeah, pulling pulling is always it. bad. Okay, next question is from Claudia. I want to do groundwork, what exercises and in what order would you teach them to your horse? So um, I'm actually working on doing a groundwork course right now. I think that groundwork is so important. Um, It's something like, hey, Levi, what's the dog barking at? What are you barking at?
1: Whatever it was, it was not (laughs) that important, he came back.
0: but groundwork is like, it's everything from just leading your horse from their stall to the cross ties, how your horse, um, like how respectful they are of you being able to put a bridle on without needing a step stool, trailer loading your horse, hosing your horse off. We did a demonstration at the um, horse show because my horse Kensington wouldn't get in the wash rack.
1: Did you post that already?
0: No, it's going to be in the in the groundwork course. Um, and and so that's really like what you start out with with groundwork is just getting that respect from your horse. Being able to put the halter on, being able to catch your horse, being able to bridle them. That when you walk, they walk. When you stop, they stop. When you back up, they back up. So that's what I start with. And it goes all the way up to like with Harvey, I do Piaf and Passage in hand. With him and it's really fun it's you know you can what you can teach them from the ground and i always start teaching the off from the ground so it really starts with just very basic stuff like that you would work with a a young horse on but you can teach so much from the ground you can teach leg yield you can teach turn on the forehand um like i know herman when you have trouble with your horse you go to the ground because there's some stuff you just can't get through under saddle
1: and uh some of it, uh, not all, but some of it, I think about just like riding from the ground. I have yeah. both reins, you know, i got the, obviously the outside reins a little longer, but I've got both reins and I'm, you know, I'm moving them from my leg, which is the whip in this case, maybe you can see my hands, I don't know. But uh, so I got both reins and the whip and I just ride them from the ground for some of it with the saddle on and the bridle and do my thing and then get on.
0: Okay um donna the time change soon yes the time change is coming this weekend she can only ride two days through the week and then the weekend would it be best for all the four days to be in a row or two and two i try to keep him as fit as i can
1: i'm for two and two
0: i agree two and two because i think that it's just like going to the gym. It would be better to work out, rest, work out, rest than do four days in a row. And that's what I do with my horses is I do two days on, one day off, and then three days on, one day off. There are times that I'll give them two days off in a row because I think that's good for them sometimes to have two days for their muscles to recover. But I would say two and two. Okay. Uh what else? What are some good trot half pass exercises when,
1: Haunting.
0: when going half pass to the left or right or right to left to ensure the quarters don't lead when changing direction. Also how to start teaching your horse passage? Okay. So I think what she's talking about is when you do the, like when you do half pass left and then change to half pass, right. How to get the court, how to make sure the haunches don't lead.
1: So, Okay, let's say you're going from the rail to the center line and then back. When you get to the center line, first go straight. And maybe you're not gonna go all the way half passing back to the rail. Maybe you won't make it because you're gonna go straight so long in between. So maybe you're gonna do from the rail to the quarter line and go straight for 10 or 15 meters. But anyway, so you finish your first half pass Go forward straight, move the shoulder over, get your shoulder in, and then half-pass back. Take more time teaching that transition because then the horse starts to learn, oh, right, we half-pass, I'm here, I move my shoulder, and then we go back. Yeah. If you hurry that in the beginning, um, then it's just going to be much more difficult and always the problem. You're gonna. It's going to be more difficult to fix it later because you've created that habit already about going back with the haunches leading. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if it takes five meters, 10 meters, 15 meters, and then you only half past two steps and now you're out of real estate and you come around and do it the other way. But it's finish the half pass. take your time, be straight, know that you're straight, check in that you're straight, you know you're straight, now move the shoulder. Do you have the shoulder? I am, I'm sure I have my shoulder. I do, it's there. Now half past back
0: okay i think we got the point There is some passion there from you
1: i because i've seen this before and it's just like
0: what yeah but so that's really important too in the when you're doing the canner zigzag because like when you're going canter half pass straight and then change if your horse starts anticipating going into the new half pass then your flying change is a disaster and it's late and on the forehand And the other reason that it's super important, um, like in the half pass, you always want the forehand slightly ahead of the haunches because the second that the haunches are leading in your half pass, it puts the horse on the forehand and you no longer get like when you think about those really like the top horses and the half pass and their like front legs are just floating and flying sideways. You have to get you have to have the shoulder leading in order to create that expression and to have a really beautiful half pass. If the haunches are leading then they're just um evading. The horse
1: is no longer between your legs forward. I mean even yeah. if you're going half pass you're going sideways obviously but once the haunches are leading then the horse is no longer between both legs to the bridle and then you lose impulsion.
0: Oh this is a good one for you honey from Lori. I've never done one tempe's. I've done up to three on my guy, but I'm trying to figure out how to be quicker. I can't get out of the two time rhythm. Any <laughs> suggestions? You taught me how to do one tempi's.
1: Really? Did I say something smart or could Yeah.
0: Been? Tell them your secret.
1: You don't even remember. No, don't no, Now you. Now I feel like I'm on the spot.
0: <laughs> you said you have to just go eight eight eight
1: eight eight eight. Oh yeah, right. So <laughs> you, because you can't feel it, nobody can feel it. And if they're telling you they feel it, then they tell you they're lying because you can't wait to feel the change to give the aid. You just give the aid. You go one 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 one. You can't wait to feel it because then you're going to be late. So don't try to feel it. Because it's not a full stride, right? It, in the moment of suspension, they're switching over. So that's another story. We won't go that. But anyway, the point is you just go one, 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 one. And don't try to feel it. Just give the aid and then give it a break. See if it worked. And then just go bump, bump.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because the in the one Tempes, it's like skipping. Like there's not a full, like the canner's one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. But in the one tempees, they're just going change, 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 change. So you your legs just have to go left, right, left, right, left, yeah, right. Yeah, because it's not a full sequence. Yeah.
1: There's not one, two, three moment of suspension. There's, it's just not the full sequence. Right. So the legs go one, 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 and you're not going to feel that sequence. If you're waiting to feel the sequence, you're going to be behind. Yeah. Timing-wise, you'll be late.
0: So I'm going to Northern California in December. So I I think I'll see Lori, and maybe we can work on it. That would be fun. Um, Okay, what else? One final question. Okay, so I I posted on the club and I asked you guys to ask me your questions about Harvey uh, because we have some exciting stuff coming up with Harvey, which we can't share yet on Facebook. So don't anyone share if you know. But there were a ton of questions about Harvey and someone asked if Mr. Scrambled Eggs had ever ridden Harvey. So
1: I have ridden him. And...
0: Did he like you? Eventually. Eventually.
1: <laughs> He's not the warmest, fuzziest, oh, I trust you horse, right off the bat. Um, but he was, I mean, the way I rode him, he was just a little hesitant at first. But I, I suppled him up, stretched him long and low, and he was like, okay, cool, no problem. And then off yeah. he went, and everything was fine.
0: Yeah. Harvey is a suspicious horse. He doesn't really like um, new people at first in general. But Herman, it's interesting. He has like a very nice way with horses. Like my my old horse Trump was this like crazy half thoroughbred, and he would get so worked up and like crazy with me. And then Herman would ride him and like get him all relaxed. So you have a special way. Uh,
1: I'm horses good, with, I'm like good with the horses.
0: Yes, horses like him. So, what are you having for dinner?
1: I uh, haven't even gotten that far yet. I was was preparing for catching lobsters tomorrow. So I was filling tanks and loading my car.
0: Oh yeah. Lobster diving tomorrow.
1: Lobster diving tomorrow.
0: Um, All right, everyone. Well, thank you for joining us on Thursday. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend riding your horses. Hopefully we're not all too depressed with
1: the time time change change next week. All the darkness.
0: Yeah. It's always funny because we start going to bed at like, Seven o'clock when the time changes. It's like seven o'clock.
1: And I'm like, oh, the sun is set. (laughs) Boom,
0: I'm done. But it'll be nice in the morning. We'll have a little daylight in the morning. So, anyways, good night, everyone. So, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions. And I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, Get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage, and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much, and happy riding.